my purpose is um, to leave a legacy and just try to achieve the most and set a good example for my kids to uh, offspring off of. You know what I mean? If wherever I left, I leave off, they should just continue and take it up another level. Welcome to the Purposeful Story Podcast, where we interview entrepreneurs, drivers, and social impactors who use purpose as the driver to achieve greatness. My name is Kobe Mponsa, and I'm here to provide you with priceless value that will last a lifetime. So let's get right into it. All right. So today we have Kevin Keith, usually known as Kid Cut, the voice of the vibe. Kid Cut is a purpose-driven, multi-talented individual in the entertainment industry, and he emerged as one of the Toronto staples in the music and entertainment industry. Um, he's one of the driving forces behind Baby Blue Sound Crew, which is a gem in the roots of Toronto's hip-hop legacy. Kid Cut has worked with many well-known creatives like Sean Paul, Glenn Lewis, Cardinal Official, Julie Black, just to name a few. And the thing I like about Kevin is that he is consistent with what he does, you know what I mean? And he does many things, um, but he does all those things very well, right? He takes his time to go through those things. And I think that's a big part of the podcast, right? He's, he's really honed in on his purpose. Um, and when you have a strong enough purpose, all your actions are clear. So, Kevin, thanks for coming on the show today. Yes, man. Thank you for having me on your show today. Uh, looking forward to getting into this conversation. Let's chat, man. That's what's up. So, Kevin, how are you feeling right now, man? All things considered with the roller coaster year we've had thus far. How are you feeling right now, man? Wow. Um, I would say that I'm in a good place. You know what I mean? I think it's a blessing and a curse at the same time. The blessing being the fact that I look at the positives in the situation. I got an opportunity to take some time, restructure a couple of my businesses, um, build with family, uh, reconnect with some of my friends, my closer friends, and um, start some of the projects I never got a chance to fully dive into because I was too busy working on other things. Mm. So some of the pros, some of the cons are, took a financial hit this year. Um, a couple of the projects that I um, started doing had to be canceled due to COVID. Yeah. You know what I mean? So like, you know, set me back a little bit uh, from the financial uh, aspect. But hey, money isn't everything. As long as you know you're 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 you got your health and your strength, and you know you're building with your family and the people around you, everything else will you know fall into place. Absolutely. So, Kid Cut, how'd you get that name? Oh, Kid Cut. Oh, wow, 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 wow. Uh, two, two. There's two like uh, ways I got the name. Um, long story, short story. If you don't know, I'm a barber. I cut hair. Um, I started out cutting hair at a very young age. I think it was the grade nine. I went into high school. A couple, I was an art major in high school. They seen me working um, in my art classes and they would always ex exhibit the art in the hallway. And a few kids were like, hey, 
you're the guy that has the art in the hallway. My dad has a shaver. If I bring it in, can you put a couple designs in my head? They thought I, you know, I could do it. I tried to do it, and here I am, you know, owner of a barbershop. Okay. Did you mess up that first haircut? Uh, to, honestly, anything you're doing in life, you're going to mess up. You know Absolutely. what I mean? You've got to mess up what you did wrong, correct those things, and move forward. Mm-hmm. Uh, messed up tons of hairs. Tons. <laughs> Tons. And you know what? You know, it, it, you're human, right? Mm-hmm. So you're going to make your decisions based on um, experiences. So Absolutely. if you haven't experienced that type of hair or you haven't done that particular design, you're going to probably mess it up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I mess up a lot. And then the second part, you mentioned there was a second part to, uh, to your name. Um, yeah, uh, the kid cut part, um, the other name meaning behind it is, um, I've always been into music, whether it was doing production, music, DJing, and, um, my whole thing was just cutting records, scratching and doing all of that from my early, you know, my early years. And, uh, it went on to get us a record deal, et cetera. Hmm. So put the two together, the music and the haircut. So the name just stuck with me. Solid. So from a young age, you've always been, you've always seemed to be creative. Um, But where did your love of music come from? Love of music came from the fact that um, I just was around a lot of people who were always creating and doing different things, you know? Mm. So. Got you. uh, just, just the environment that I was in. Got you. And growing up in Toronto at a time where um, Toronto, Toronto hip hop or even Toronto music in general wasn't even given the wide international respect that or notoriety that I think it, it deserved. Um, what was that experience like for you um, and other Toronto creatives? Because I credit, I credit a lot to you and, and other artists from your era like Cardinal, Socrates, uh, Mishi Me. Chaos, my show, um, for putting Toronto's urban vibe on the map. You know, what I mean, me, I'm, I was born in the 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 eighties, like like mid mid eighties. So I was kind of like in the middle. You know what I mean? So I had the opportunity. I had older cousins who put me on hip hop. So when I was younger, I'd go through their albums and stuff. So my knowledge base for hip hop is a little bit more deeper than people my age. Um, yeah. But you know, can you can you explain? You know what type of bears you had to go through to put Toronto on the map? Like, can we go through that a bit? To be honest with you, there wasn't a, a lot of barriers. Got you. It was just the fact of the passion of hearing something. It's like, yo, I would love to try to do something like that, but my version. Mm. And being in the right environment around, you know, circulated uh, in the circle of talented individuals um, from poets, um, just writers, uh, beat makers, instrument, instrumentalists, like those type of people, those were like my friends, mm-hmm. you know, and everybody's trying to do something different. Um, at the time, to be honest with you, there was no YouTube. There was no way for you to figure out how to do these things. It's like, if you loved it, you just devoted your time and your effort into it. And here we are. 
we're acknowledging it. You, you're not saying, oh, I'm, I'm blazing a trail and I'm, I'm fighting it for Canadian hip hop or no, it was never that. It was just the fact that I was passionate about that particular thing and I was pulled in and driven towards that particular thing and I kept doing it and here we are speaking about the past saying, yo, how great it was and oh, you did this and this and this and this. I never set out to do any of that stuff. It just was the next progression of what I was doing. Hmm. So in the moment, like just thinking back in that moment, were you, were you just like, I'm just doing this simply because I love it and you weren't really looking to monetize it or was it kind of like, did you have a vision to where you're at right now? Um, I just wanted to see how far I could push it and how far I could take it personally myself hmm. and give credit where credit is due. The people who tried the same thing before me blazed the trail. So I got an opportunity to get on so that the people after me could keep going. And here we are in, in, in 2020 where Drake is blazing. You know, we have like, I think five, billboard artists coming out of the city you know mm -hmm. what i mean like we have drake we have weekend we have um tory lanes we have Alyssa cara we have there's so many artists blazing a trail out of our city so you know i was just a piece in the puzzle and they blaze the trail currently they're blazing a trail for the next artist to come along got you so it's all part of the journey it's just part of the journey. And you know what? Everybody plays their part. Got you. So Kevin, right now you're an award-winning MC. Um, of all the things you, you, all, of all the things you do, I think MCing is something that really just comes natural to you. You know what I mean? For as long as I've known you, you've always been really, it's really easy for you to vibe with people really quickly to adapt on the fly. You know, even when we're in the barbershop, it's quick. You're like, if man's trying to roast, if dudes are trying to roast Kevin, he's quick. He's quick on his feet. Yeah. But when did you realize emceeing is um, the thing that, you know, okay, I got this. Like, this is, this, I can do this. I was always DJing, always playing music. Mm -hmm. um, I was hanging out with my circle. Mm -hmm. Everybody else was playing music also. So it was like, okay, we all can't DJ. Mm. So, okay, you DJ, I'll MC for you. Vice versa. I'll DJ, you MC for me. But it's just like, it didn't matter to me whether I was DJing or MCing. The, the energy, the satisfaction, the whole passion was still there. Hmm. You know what I mean? It's like, it, did, it, it wasn't like, oh, click. It just was something like, it needed to be done and I just did it. It, it just something I just did. It wasn't like I practiced or I worked at it or I read about it. I just thought it was something you did. You just do it. Got you. I think you, um, you didn't intentionally practice, but you practiced because it was something you were doing. Like you, cause you went through it so many times, you unintentionally practice. You know what I mean? Yeah. 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 Tons of times. Like, you know, um, my whole thing was to be a DJ hmm. and then I got an opportunity to be a, a, a DJ, play house parties. And then, you know, I wanted to take it to the next level. Then I got a job at the radio station and I was a disc jockey at the radio station. But in order to be a good DJ in that era, 
you were the you had to be the person that had all the hot new music. Mm. So in order to have the hot new music, you would have to go to the record store and forge links or talk to the people at the record company to have them mail you records or you purchase these records. And I had a community radio show and that's where I would play all the music. But it's one thing to play the music, but if you're not saying, yo, this is the hottest record right now, I just, this one's fresh off the press, brand new X and Y, you heard it here first, all of these things, that goes along with playing the hot new record. If you're not telling somebody it's a hot new record, how are they gonna know? It's probably just a regular record. Hmm. And, and because I kept practicing these things, and um, you know, it just developed into a, a, like a solid skill. Got you. And being an MC, I mean, me. Per, I mean, you won't look at it like this because you you've done it so often. Yeah. Um, but I feel like you know, um, being an MC is probably you, you've done you've been an MC for for weddings. You know, you've done parties. I'm sure you've done corporate events, but. Um, what's probably one of the most memorable things that you can remember from all of the, the MCing that you've done, where it was like, wow, that was like crazy. That was just a night to remember that it's always going to stick with me. Um, so many. There's uh, opportunities for opening up. Put it this way. Um, I got an opportunity to McDonald's was having a work staff party and they weren't gonna have it at a small banquet hall. They did it at the ACC and they filled up the ACC and they had a dance party and they asked us to play. Wow. And that was pretty much a big deal, like a corporation. I, like everybody grew up off of McDonald's and they're like, yo, we want you to play. I'm like, all right, cool. You know what I mean? Um, that was pretty big for me or opening up, getting the call to open up for D'Angelo before he was D'Angelo or Erica Badu or 112 or um, getting the opportunity to open up for uh, TLC. Hmm. Just being a DJ and talking to the crowd, it wasn't, you know I mean? Before DJ Khaled was doing Khaled, we was doing that, hmm. you know what I mean? It's like, uh, there's so many, there's not one thing I could be like, oh, this happened and you know, this, every time I go out, I, I, I don't, know what's going to happen. That's what intrigues me about the whole thing. You never know how the crowd's going to react. You don't know if they're going to like the music or if you're going to play the music in the right order to actually have that energetic moment of the night. Mm -hmm. But every time you just have to go out with your A game and, and um, see what it brings. And every time, if you put your heart into it, there's going to be a moment there. There's going to be a moment. Every time I go out, there is a, a moment. I can't say there is one moment over all of them. Got you. The great, the unique thing about emceeing too is that, um, and I, I'm sh I, I don't tell me if you'd agree with this. You have to be able to adapt like very quickly um, because there might be certain things that may happen while you're emceeing, but your job is still to, um, you know, amass the crowd, entertain the crowd and, and really keep them engaged. Can you tell us about, you know, a time where that you can think of where, you know, something that may have, something may have happened like on the back end, that was maybe a mistake, but you use, you know, your, your adaptation skills and MC to try and play it off almost. 
Okay, I'll tell you um, this. When I, I started uh, DJing, uh, I was DJing with myself and another crew member of the Baby Busan crew. And uh, they had these things. Every university had these events. They were called sports weekends. Mm-hmm. Uh, I got an opportunity to go out to Windsor Sports Weekend. And they were throwing a party, pretty much. They have Sports Weekend is, they have a talent show and culture show and different people from different schools come to that school and it's a big party it's like howard uh howard homecoming or something like that you know what i mean so i uh, got an opportunity to play the after party for windsor sports weekend and at that time i probably was uh maybe 17 18 hmm. and it was just a black big banquet hall with a sound system of ton of speakers and there was no direction, no stage or nothing. So what I ended up doing was standing up on top of a chair, letting the record go, running out to the front of the stage, introducing the record and running back around and letting go of the next record. You know what I mean? Things like that. And people were like, who's that guy standing up there? Like, you know what I mean? Like, turned something that was absolutely just a blank, black banquet hall into this, 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 this thing. You know what I mean? And, mm. you know, I mean, th- that would be a moment that people talk about. If you were from that generation or that era, you'd be like, yo, this guy stand up, stood on a chair and rocked the party. Jeez. DJing and standing up at the same time, like. You know, I mean, ignorance is bliss. Yeah, I mean, if I, if if someone said do it right now, I'd be like, nah, that would never work. But at the time, I was like, this is what I need to do, and that's what I got done. It, it just there's no rhyme or reason to be like, yeah, I strategized, and nah, just off of heart and just wanting to do it. Interesting. You're always, you're always. It's crazy, man. You've always been an adapter. Just, just watching, watching how everything that you do, even through COVID, like you've always been adapting. And just, just speaking off of that too, um, what would you say? Uh, and I'm sure you've thought of this. What would you say the the future of parties and and big crowds is gonna look like? You know, post COVID, because let's be honest, as humans, we always want to enjoy, we always want to have fun, we always want to go out. Um, but talk to us about talk to us about what you think is uh, you know the, what we're gonna what it's gonna look like post COVID. Um, let's talk about pre COVID. Mm-hmm. Uh, in the club entertainment district, I know at least in Toronto, I can't say all over the world, but in Toronto, they've been scaling down the large event centers and putting nightclubs in small places, uh, maybe capacity of five hundred people, two hundred to five hundred people. You started seeing that the city kind of didn't want a thousand people spilling out into the streets every night. Yeah. Friday and Saturday night. They started putting up more condos and having the clubs go smaller and they started spacing out the nightclubs so it wasn't too many clubs in one area. That was before COVID. Now, after COVID, uh, we're, you know, I think it's going to be a lot smaller parties. Um, more intimate at- atmospheres, but we kind of seen this pre-COVID anyway. You know what I mean? There's not that many large festival places that you could um, throw these events in Toronto. You could probably 
get a field and throw a party, but there's not that many 2000 person um, venues that are willing to uh, use it for a party. If, if they're doing that, they're doing it for themselves or they're keeping concerts and stuff like that. Gotcha. So I think it's going to be like more intimate, like two to 500 people or less. I, it, you, I don't know about the online thing. I think it, it's become a thing where people were watching and partying online through Zooms and Twitches and Instagram and those kind of things. But I don't know if that's going to stay. Might hit back in the winter, but as it's hot outside, people are still going outside, man. Barbecues and intimate backyards and barbecue parties and events. That's, that's right now. Got you. So um, during the pandemic that we're in, you, you've really just been doing what you've always been, been, been doing, right? Just, just adapting. But um, what are some of the things that you've been doing or that you started, um, you know, once COVID, COVID-19 hit? Uh, I would say the first week that it hit and they told everybody they had to stay home the first Wednesday. So I think they announced it, I think on, uh, I think, was it announced on a, like on a weekend or so? I believe it was like the Saturday or something like that. Yeah. yeah. They said, oh, they want everybody to stay home. Uh, Wednesday I had my talk show up and running. And I made a What's Your Opinion talk show with um, a few of my friends. And we've been getting stupid numbers. Like, every week is probably like, from the first week, it was about 60 people chiming in, giving what their opinion is on whatever question we were going to ask. And it was just this conversation. And then I would turn around and post the conversations on YouTube and my Instagram page. It's it's a thing. It that's a thing, and I don't promote it really. I might probably post what happened last time and say join us this time, and that's it. I'm not really pushing that really too tough, but now it's a thing. It's a monster on its own. Hmm. And then I started a Twitch account, DJing, and you know, just just trying to stay busy. Just using this time to going into COVID. And, and coming out of COVID, I didn't want to go in COVID at level, say, five and come back out at level five. I wanted to go in at level five and take the time out and learn things and hone my skills that I'm coming out at an eight or a nine. You know what I mean? Because this is like four months later. You can't just sit down and watch Netflix for four months. Well, you can, but <laughs> I think a lot of people did do. But... Um, you just always have to, my whole thing, my goal is every time you do something, do it better than the last time. Mm -hmm. Even if it's like by 10% or 25%, just do it better than the last time. Um, doesn't matter how small the task is. Don't, you know, over exceed your boundaries. But, you know, if you do it and you think at that time, this is your 10 but in the grand scheme of things, when you look back, it's maybe your five. The next time you do it, do it your 10, but your 10 would be more of a six or a seven. You know what I mean? Like slowly grow and uh, polish and hone your skills. Definitely. Got you. Okay. So what's next for Kid Cut? What's next for Kid Cut? Um, hmm. 
What's next for Kid Cut? The craziest thing is uh, the Kid Cut brand, I feel like I just started that like yesterday. So I'm forever like, okay, well, now we need to be here. There's not, like, I didn't set out like a life goal plan for Kid Cut, the brand, or um, what I need to accomplish accomplish every year, but I just know that, okay, if last year I threw one event, this year I'm going to throw two. If, you know I mean, last year I achieved all these accolades, I need to double that. You know what I mean? Just always keep pushing yourself every, like, so, and it, it starts with every day, just try to make tomorrow 5% better than yesterday. You know what I mean? Because there's always somebody willing to go that extra mile doing what you do to push their self a little bit further. If you're not pushing yourself to go a little bit further every day, you can't look back and say, I've accomplished all this. You're going to be like, I accomplished this much. But if every day you go into something and you're trying to accomplish, you know, a little bit more, by the end of the week, you're going to be like, oh, shoot, I've, I've grown exponentially this much in one week you'll see the the growth you'll see the skill level improve that's just my whole thing it doesn't matter whether it's cutting hair playing music like you know what i mean every time you get an opportunity to do something just make it a little bit better just a little bit better got that's you my- fair enough all right so welcome to the purpose round where we ask the right questions that really bring out the purpose behind our entrepreneurs and their journey so, Kevin, what is your purpose? My purpose is um, to leave a legacy and just try to achieve the most and set a good example for my kids to uh, offspring off of. You know what I mean? If wherever I, left, I leave off, they should just continue and take it up another level time just catch up on some finances or whatever bills i need to pay um i do that for probably about an hour and then um i practice i actually play i play uh, piano so i practice piano like for about an hour every day and then we're in the kitchen smoothie life cheese (laughs) and uh then off to the barbershop and that's my day and then come home and then it's like spend some time with the kids and then uh, back in the studio creating and editing and video stuff and music stuff and production stuff and consulting on a couple, couple of projects I'm working on and call it a night and repeat. Jeez. So Kevin, if you could have a conversation with one person living or dead, who would it be and why? Living or dead, one conversation. Um, I would like to speak to Obama. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's a few people, but I would like to speak to Obama and he's living. So I would like to pick his brain on um, how was his journey to get to where he was or how to be become the president, how he became the president, and um, and his life after, and what he learned. Got you. 
What would you say was your worst moment and what did you learn from it? Worst moment? I, I wouldn't change anything. Um, I've had a lot of, um, you know, not so exciting moments in my life. But I believe all of the mistakes that you make or the, the mishaps that happen to you create who you are. It's, it, it develops you to who you are. And um, if you could look back at the situation and, and grow from the scenario, that's where you, you come out ahead. You know what I mean? If these bad things don't happen to you, you won't know what to avoid, how to push yourself to get to the next level, right? Mm. Um, I, I wouldn't say there's like this one thing. I don't even dwell on those things. Something bad happened, I'll probably be bummy for a couple of hours, maybe a day, and then I'm just back at it. I'm like, oh, that really happened. That God actually wanted that to happen because when one door closes, another one opens. So it was just part of you know the journey. Got you. If you had to build a business from the ground up with only a hundred dollars, how would you leverage that? Um, me right now building a business from a, a, a ground up for with a hundred dollars. Yeah, like let's say in in twenty twenty, you know, kid, all you have to your name is a hundred dollars. Like, how would you leverage that to build a business? I would take um, that hundred dollars and invest it into um, a very old strategy of buying low and selling high and uh, raise up some capital. And when I have enough capital to do what I need to do, I would uh, start on the path of that particular business. Got you. What would you say is the best advice you've ever received? Um, there's three things. One, always be an asset in every situation. Two, always try to play it a little bit forward. You know what I mean? It's better to give than to receive. Hmm. Three, everybody is not your customer. Right? Those are the three, three things you have to look about it. You know what I mean? Not everything is for you. Something Powerful is stuff. for people. You know what I mean? Yeah, I feel you on that. Tell us something that you think is true about business that most people don't agree with you on. About business? Yeah. Um, people don't agree. Advertising. I think if you, like some, a lot of people believe, oh, word of mouth is great. And I believe in creating a brand. So basically if you advertise enough, people will hear your, 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 your brand name but you also have to have some substance behind your brand name. So it's good that you're using word of mouth to, to create your, your business. But I think um, they go hand in hand, word of mouth and actually having the name call so that the word, the people of word of mouth say, yeah, I've been there. This is, you know, or I, I, I know that person, that guy, you know what I mean? Got you. And is there any last piece of value you can leave with our listeners? Um, wow. I would leave it at just try to make, you know, every day better than your last day. 
everybody says, oh, live it like your last. It's kind of hard to live it like your last when you're saying, oh, I'll do it tomorrow. But um, just try, like, say you've done everything you could do for the day and you're about to call it a day, try to put a little bit more effort in, just a little bit more meaningful effort into whatever you're doing, whether it might be um, go over what you did, proofread it or figure that out or um, see if there's any ways to improve what you're working on. Um, polish your approach a little bit better, run it by a couple more people. You know what I mean? Just try to make every day. So if you start at Monday at 100, Tuesday, 105, you know, uh, Wednesday, 110%. You know what I mean? You just keep going. Eventually, after 30 days, you're working at such a high level. Hmm. You know what I mean? And it only takes just that little bit of effort. Just a little bit of effort. When you're about to, oh, I'm tired, and then just do a little bit more and then call it a night. The next night, do the exact same thing that you do, but just do a little bit more than you did the day before. Got you. So how can the Purposeful Story family stay connected with you, Kevin? Um, pretty much uh, I'm on all social medias at Kid Cut. Um, if you're into the music stuff, it's MC Kid Cut on Twitch. Um, on Facebook, it's Kid Cut. Um, if it's Instagram, it's also kick cut and that's it, man. Once you get me on Instagram, you have me on all the social media, or you can just check out kickcut.com for all your, uh, events or production needs. Got you. Kevin, appreciate you coming on the show today. Thank you for having me. Uh, this was mad dope. Uh, looking forward to, you know, checking out some more of your podcasts for sure and thank you purposeful story family for listening to the purposeful story podcast and remember live every day with purpose so all your actions are clear talk soon this episode was edited by clayton bob of precise av solutions and the beats were created by dj nana don't forget to subscribe and leave a review. All it does is help drive more listeners to the value we're bringing to your eardrums. Thanks again for listening. Talk soon.